0: Everyone has their own unique views and needs when it comes to financial success. If you'd like to leave your financial woes behind and live a life of financial freedom, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Saving with Steve show, hosted by Steve Sexton. The show will help you with the ins and outs of money. We talk about financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars and keeping you up at night. We talk about money, tax reduction, saving more, spending less, 401ks, risk management, retirement, and everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. Now, here is your host of Saving With Steve, Steve Sexton.
1: Hey, welcome to the Saving With Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money, pretty much everything under the sun that relates to you having a happier, healthier relationship with money. My name is Steve Sexton. I want to thank you for joining us. I want to thank our hundreds of thousands of listeners that are out there listening today across the United States and our listeners that are uh, listening through Throughout the world, it's just wonderful that we have such a wonderful audience. You know what? Um, Last week, we started talking about how the pandemic brought on changes to the job market and the the effects of how older age people are going back to work, um, especially over 65. And you know what? And you know what? A lot of that could be due with inflation, loss of wages or loss of assets due to the market, all sorts of things. But we had uh, Ismat. Uh, Mangla from Magnified Money to shed light on that. If you want to see that episode, you can always go to savingwithsteve.us. Just look for episode 89 and those notes that'll say Magnified Money is Mike Mangla. She'll be right there. And you know what? You can check out all the other episodes. I'm very thankful. Today is our 90th episode. We have a great guest. Um, you know what? Think of it like this Have you ever wondered how to achieve financial wellness in the workplace? or in your daily life, hey, don't worry. We have financial therapists, certified financial therapists, Erica Wasserman. She's one of 15 people with that designation in the world. Erica combines her education and finance economics with her passion for helping others to empower individuals, couples, companies to reshape the way they think about money. So we've got a great show for you today. I'll be talking at the end about, you know, practical applications you could use to budget, you know, budgeting tips for inflation. So with that, have you ever wondered how to achieve financial wellness in the workplace or in your daily life especially with all that's going on right now hey don't worry we have your financial therapist erica wasserman she is one of the 15 people in the world to hold a certified Financial Therapist designation. Erica combines her education in finance, economics, with her passion for helping others to empower individuals, couples, companies to reshape the way they think about money. Erica, welcome to the show. Thanks for having
2: me. I'm excited to have, dig in and have a great conversation with you. Today, well, you Steve. know what?
1: All of our our listeners are very, very excited to have you here, and the reason being is all that's going on right now in the world—from a war to inflation to a down market it's got people a little worried whether they're working somewhere and or they're retired there's there's, you know it's just you know i can feel the anxiety up (laughs) i'll just put it that way so before we jump in you know what you have a marvelous story and i just love for you to share with our with our listeners before we get started i start you know hitting you with all the lovely questions
2: (laughs) absolutely i know when i meet people and i say i'm a financial therapist they kind of give me that quiz look what can you say (laughs) that again um i know what i know what a therapist is and i know what a financial planner does and um and so financial therapy to me was like hitting the lottery when i discovered it i have a finance degree from the university of florida and went and worked in corporate America at IBM for for a decade and then went off and worked with entrepreneurs and liked to really just help people. And when I learned about financial therapy, the light bulb went out because I was like, it went on, not out. The light bulb (laughs) went on. I was like, oh my God, this is for me because I like talking about money. It's something that I'm good at. It's something I'm confident in. And now all of a sudden I can help others create a safe Place to talk about money and not just the dollars and cents, mm-hmm. but the actual senses, you know, when I, and the touch, the feel, the smell of the memories. You know, where do you value your money? And are you spending it in those places? What habits are working for you? So it's not just a coaching role of getting to a financial goal of retirement at X dollars, it's the emotions that go with it and the mindset shift that you might want to make to improve your wellness and your financial
1: wellness? Wow, you know what, it's so funny because I I was thinking the word triggers uh, because everybody has those little triggers about money and certain things happen, they decide to go shopping, they call it therapy. Uh, But you know what, I do understand working with people in the world of money that everybody has certain ideas and some of those ideas and the way they've been dealing with them for decades that mom and dad implored on them, might not work when they, when they decide to retire or even, you know, getting prepared for retirement.
2: And even way before that, you know, what habits do you want to pass down to those around you? So our money beliefs are made up of three things because we don't, we're not taught at school and you really don't talk about it with your friends. So it's made up of your your background. How did your parents do things? Did your dad handle the finances? Did your parents yell about money? Didn't talk about money, right? So that helps shape your financial DNA of where you are today. Religion plays a role also. You know, money is greed. Charity is important. These are some of the mindsets. And the third is experience. So if you're investing in something and it goes really well, well, guess what? You want to invest in that industry again. The same is true as if it doesn't go well, you're like, nope, never touching a tech stock again, you know, (sighs) and that's the emotional piece of it. So when you combine those three, that's your your money beliefs. And we tend to get stuck there because we're not working on it and growing. And when you don't work and grow on it, sometimes it doesn't work out the best for you.
1: That's so true because you know what? Financial wellness also fits in with personal wellness, personal happiness, because of the finances there, there's less stress and so on and so forth. So that kind of leads into my very first question. You know what? How can people achieve uh, financial wellness in their daily lives? Well, that's a loaded question. We could yeah, spend <laughs> a
2: lot of, a lot of time on this. Um, and financial wellness is, we each define it slightly different because we each have a unique relationship based on what I just just discussed. So my first thing when you said that was, what does bring you happiness? Where are you spending your money? And sometimes I have my client take their credit card and two highlighters, a pink for happy and a blue for not so happy and highlight your credit card. See where you're spending your money. And if you start seeing in areas that you don't feel good about, maybe reduce that and start spending on the things that do make you feel good. And and your financial wellness, you're then aware that you have an emotion with everything that you're buying. You know, money is a transfer of energy. And some people say, well, I just don't want to pay my mortgage, right? Because that's just a horrible bill. Is it? Because for me, it's a safe place with a roof over my head. I'm a single mom with three girls that it's something I take pride in every month, you know? And so as you go through your bills, think about what makes you happy and what doesn't and start checking in on your wellness.
1: That's great. That's great. Now, I'm going to flip the script there because I know you also talk to companies, but when we take a look at employees... You know, one of the facts that came out, 70% of, you know, financially stressed employees would consider leaving for another job that cares more about financial well-being. So could you kind of unpack that statement a little bit? I, I took it from your website and I thought it was very interesting, especially with the great resignation that we've been seeing. Yeah, absolutely.
2: So people, your employees are stressed, right? And when you look at your wellness wheel of what type of support you're providing, you think about health, nutrition, exercise. 401k planning, you know, all of these kind of things, but not your relationship with money. What's happening is if you're stressed about finances, you're getting calls from credit card companies. The phone rings while you're at work. You're distracted. Your 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 wife's at home, and you're you know, and your par- your partner's at home, and you're arguing over who spent the last ten dollars in the bank account. Or you want to retire, and you don't think you could do it. There's so much stress that's happening to your employees around money, but we're not giving them the tools on how to deal with it. And so financial wellness is being really looked at as a next step in wellness for companies to provide for their employees to start having a safe place to talk about it, a place to release, and also to give them tools to how do you bring that home. Sometimes they even invite your partner, a parent, uh, a child into those conversations So that way, because you don't do finances alone, and then it gives the employee not just the paycheck to walk out the door, but the tools to go with it. Kind of back to when I said your financial beliefs, if your background at home is not to talk about money, how are you supposed to learn how to communicate and build new tools if you don't have a safe place to do it?
1: That's true. Also, it's wonderful to have your spouse on the same page moving forward because then you're working as a team. And the decisions have become much easier and there's less anxiety for one person thinking they're, you know, they've got to do it right.
2: That and also we have different beliefs. And it's interesting when I get a couple in a room because it goes into, I don't like when you spend on going out to eat. And I actually had this with a woman, she was a C-level executive in a financial services firm. And our husband and daughter would go out to eat once a week. When they were younger, it was less money. And then as I got older, it was a bottle of wine, you know, the nice dessert. They were really enjoying it. And they would fight over that spend. It was after a workshop that I did that she came back to me and said, wow, Erica, thank you. Because I didn't understand that was their emotional time. That was their memory building. That's how they wanted to spend money because that's the way they bonded and communicated. For her, it was a waste of a $100 because she didn't enjoy a, a fancy bottle of wine. So once they understood the why behind the spend, they were able to communicate better. So when you have two people in the room together talking to one another about what's the importance of it, it's a very different conversation than the finger pointing that is going on a lot of the time.
1: Mm-hmm. I think it's wonderful. It's great to, for people who are listening to understand that, to spend more time opening up that communication with their spouse or whoever their partner is to make sure they're on the same page, or at least understand where each other are coming from so they can continue to work together. Because I I see too many people going in different directions on their finances and a lot of money just falls through the cracks. Uh, And you get a lot of frustrated people at the same time.
2: And that goes to extended people too. Parents who are dependent on children, children who are dependent on parents, siblings, right? So opening that conversation up to why people are expecting things of you um, is really important because you're both coming to that table with
1: different beliefs. So, you know what? We're gonna to have to take a quick break here. Uh, stick with
0: everybody. we're we'll gonna be right back with more Saving With Steve. More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on The Saving With Steve Show.
1: Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night, and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of The Saving With Steve Show. We're going to be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're going to talk about money, tax reductions, saving more, spending less your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into The Saving With Steve Show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on The Saving With Steve Show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us. Savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon.
0: Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's The Saving With Steve Show. Now here's your host, Steve Sexton.
1: Hey, welcome back to The Saving With Steve Show, where we talk about the ins and outs of money. Hey, I want to encourage you to check out a few of our affiliates at AMFM 247, BBS Radio, and UK Health Radio. Um, Their whole goal is to help you live a life of financial and um, spiritual freedom. Now, if you'd like to check us out, you can always go to savingwithsteve.us for guest gifts, background, uh, behind the scenes information, the whole shot. And if you have an idea or a guest that you'd like to see on the show, uh, this way we've actually ended up with senators, congressmen, and people who do travel all over the world, which has been fun for everybody to watch. Always go to viewers at savingwithsteve.us. Again, that's viewers at savingwithsteve.us. Now we're back here. With Erica Wasserman, the certified financial therapist, and she's given us some great therapy. We're looking for some more great therapy, and you know what? She's also got some five financial wellness quick wins for summer, and we're looking to talk about that. We're looking to talk about, you know, hey, it's you know, let's talk about money here. Card program, you you want to stick around for that? So. Here we are. Erica, welcome back to the show. I know it's the second segment, but I always say welcome back. I don't know why. It's just my thing. That's great. I'm happy to be back. <laughs> it's going know, so great. I know. So you now I'd like to get into, I know we talked about uh, financial wellness for a daily life for in the workforce, how to work hand in hand with your spouse. You know, right now we've got inflation. We've got, you know what, um, people losing money in the market. Um, you know what, this would be a good time to utilize some of those quick financial tips uh, that could get somebody, hey, oh my God, I wasn't doing that. I need to start doing that. There's five things we can do. I'd love for you to share this with us. Yeah, let me jump in on here. So the first one is plan with a purpose.
2: So if you want to go on vacation, that's great. You know, you want to paint your house. That's great. You know, you want to go out for dinner and a celebration dinner, a birthday dinner. Great. Plan with a purpose, though. Understand that there's going to be a dollar amount. Put it aside. Look for a vacation deal. But have a purpose. Have a savings goal. Whatever you need to do. And in fact, I don't even call it budgeting. I call it building a yes plan because you want to say yes to things. So when you have a purpose and a plan, you get there. So that's the first one is build a plan. The second one is everybody's enjoying vacation, right? It's summertime. Take a financial wellness day. Now this might be scratching your head saying, "Really? What's a financial wellness day?" You know, the day where you actually get to call your financial advisor you look over your taxes, you put together a piece of mind folder or checklist for people, God forbid, something happens to you. You call the cable company, all those things that you've been putting off, put it all in one day, right? I actually do an agenda for my clients of what that financial wellness could look like. And and it's a great way to spend a PTO day. The third is create a mantra when you're at checkout. Kind of back to that yes plan, yes, I want something, right? Is when you're checking out at Target, the grocery store, you have that mantra of, I'm in control of my finances. This is a yes to my yes plan. So as you're making those purchases, you're reaffirming that you're heading in the right direction. So that is a great one. It's small to do, but every time you swipe your credit card or you you pay with cash... Come up with something that's empowering about you being in control of your finances. The fourth one is a fun one. Get creative. So for your visual learners out there, this is me, you know, is build a financial vision board. You know, you could go old school and cut out magazines and glue it on paper, or you could do high tech, you know, Pinterest board, um, make your screensaver, visualize what you want your life to look like. What are your financial goals? You know, some of my clients, it's a nice watch. Some of it's a vacation. Some of it's a a mix of holiday and clothes for their kids or, you know, picture it. A picture says a thousand words. So by by getting creative, building that financial vision board is a fun exercise and a great way to start conversation, which is the last one, is create conversations. You're sitting around having barbecues and fire pit conversations right, with family members that you might not see often. Strike up the conversation with your parents. Who's your financial advisor? Do you have a will in place? And you don't have to start there because those might be a little bit harder conversations, which is why I created the Let's Talk About Finances baby conversation cards. Because they gamify it. Mm -hmm. Like um, if you had to loan a friend $1,000, they didn't repay you. How would it impact your relationship? If so, how? What's the worst purchase you've ever made, right? So now we're laughing and sharing stories, which then opens up the dialogue. Because talking about money should be something that we
1: could do casually and often with people that we feel comfortable with. That's wonderful. I was just thinking about that. Could you talk a little bit more about your card program? Let's
2: talk about finances, baby. Okay. It's, a, so it's a 50 deck mm-hmm. of cards that could be taken anywhere. If it's in your suitcase, Fits in your purse, and uh, or just sitting on the kitchen table. And it's easy to pick up one or two cards and kicks the conversation off.
1: No, that's, that's wonderful. It's so, so funny. You said, Hey, what's the worst purchase you ever made? <laughs> uh, I was Do you want to answer that question? Oh, probably there's probably 10 or 12 of those things, the worst purchases I've ever made. Uh, but it, it's, it's really funny because, um, um what's really interesting is i was having a conversation earlier with a a different group of people and they're like a networking group and we talked about uh kids eating crayons and Mm -hmm. the analogy comes from you know all the moms getting together to talk and all that stuff and one mom says you're you know what my son's eating crayons and they're freaked out because they think the son's going to be doing you know going to be a crazy kid and then they find out everybody else in the group their kids are eating crayons so for me when somebody talks about what's the worst purchase it's almost like a fellowship meeting of, okay, I'm not as dumb as they are. We're just the same thing. We, you know, we just did the same stupid things together. So, um, but uh, yeah, worst purchase. Uh, I purchased a car that I thought was a real cool car because it was a real cool car and didn't take the time to um, check out everything. And then it became a money pit. So uh, something that I thought I was going to get a great deal because I thought this, I was just some great negotiator it didn't work out that way. <laughs> so, and you
2: learn from it and now you can laugh from it. Right. Oh, I mean, yeah. and then, Especially and
1: that's- having to wait for a tow truck on the side of the road in the middle, middle of the desert. <laughs> <laughs> you learn real fast then, right? Yeah. Hardcore. <laughs> so, but those, those are, those are great things. So um, how, what's the best way to, you know what? Have that conversation with your parents because many people, you know, their parents are in the builder generation or the, they're the, the beginning baby boomers, which means they're sort of baby boomer and builder. And there used to be an environment where they never talk about money not with family. You know what? I mean, I, I've had this where parents had told the kids where the key to the safety deposit box was, but they didn't tell them what the bank where it was in. So when they passed away, the kids were like, where do I go? And it wasn't until the, um, uh, a couple, uh, you know, they filed probate and all that stuff uh, until like three months later when the, the safety deposit box bill came in from the bank that they found out where it was and they had wasted a whole bunch of money. And I mean, that's how secretive mom and dad were. So we still have those issues. How do you go about starting that conversation, easing into it with you know, family and loved ones?
2: So what first comes to mind is, and this might get the reaction from your parents is, we have two options here, right? One is I'm gonna dig through every drawer you have and spend hours of my time finding things you probably don't want me to find right? Um, To find this information. Or we put together a a binder and I call it a peace of mind checklist. And I actually give my clients a checklist and it has everything on there from like, who's your attorney to the mortgage. If you have rental property, um, I don't have one right next to me, you know, but uh, just all of those things where your investments are, who's your accountant, uh, yeah, who's your accountant, um, all of those things. And you don't necessarily, they don't need to tell you the dollar amounts. But tell you where the bank is, you know, what bank it is, and maybe the account number and have it all on one sheet of paper or in a little binder is the first step to say, listen, if something happens to me, go look for the black binder in the safe. And here's a safe code. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's important. Otherwise, I'm going to dig through everything and go through pay-bate and waste your money and waste everybody else's money. The other fun way of doing it is maybe just start asking questions to make the conversation a little bit easier. Maybe, like, what's your favorite charity to donate to? Why do you donate to it? Is part of your inheritance important to go to that charity? Because you might not align with the same charity and you might not understand why they're donating there. And that then opens the door to say, well, what else are your wishes? Because having that information is great, you know, but if you don't understand the why behind it, and that's going to be the important conversation you have is otherwise I'm going to do what I want with the money because we've never talked about it.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. Hey, thanks for sharing that with us today, Erica. You know, what? we're coming to the end of our time. We have about 30 seconds left. You know what? There was a lot of people looking forward to seeing you on the show today. And I was wondering if you could share, if you're okay with sharing how people can get in contact with you, whether there'd be a business that needs help, couples, individuals that needs your help. Absolutely. Um, the best way is hop over to my website. It's
2: yourfinancialtherapist.com. And um, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, all under your financial therapist as well.
1: Well, do you hear that everybody, Erica, thank you so much for coming to show being on the show today. Appreciate it very, very much. Stay safe, stay healthy, and you know what? I think we might want to have you back again. So take it
0: easy, thank you. Thank you. Stick with us, we're gonna be right back with more Saving With Steve. More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on The Saving With Steve Show.
1: Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of The Saving With Steve Show. We're gonna be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're gonna talk about money, tax reductions, saving more, spending less, your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into The Saving With Steve Show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on The Saving With Steve Show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us, that's savingwithsteve.us, savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon.
0: Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving With Steve Show. Now here's your host, Steve Sexton.
1: Hey, welcome back to the Saving With Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money. You know what, you can always go to Google Play, YouTube, all of our shows are right there, so check it out. Um, By the way, if you'd like to hear a segment or a specific topic being discussed, go to viewers at savingwithsteve.us, that's viewers at savingwithsteve.us, or if you just wanna go check out all the episodes, because this is number 90, uh, you can go to savingwithsteve.us. Now, I'd like to talk about Something that is occurring now. Sometimes it's your you plan to do that, sometimes it's not. It's how to retire during a recession. Okay. If you're planning on retiring during a financial downturn, it can be worrisome, you know, to give up your job. This is especially true for those with portfolios that have dropped in value. You may facing retirement with fewer funds available and obviously uncertainty ahead for others. You know, you might get stuck not working because you got laid off or your activities has to be reduced due to health conditions. You know what? And retirement might be the you know, the best route forward. Looking at your financing and setting up a plan could help you get through a bear market and create a sustainable lifestyle. You might even find ways to increase your income by making just a few adjustments. First of all, you want to look at your you know at your financial projections. Okay. You can use technology to keep on track, you can get available resources. You go to a website, look for retirement uh, apps, you can go to plans. Well, they'll even help you put together a retirement package. It's for free. You just just answer 40 different questions and you're good to go. So like I said, there's software out there you can tell how much your assets need to average to provide you a desired income. They can factor in things like inflation, social security. Uh, It's in your best interest to, you know, if it's in your best interest to work an extra year or two or wait for the economy to get better. You'll want to know the important information. Some of these retirement planning tools are free and can help you consider different scenarios. Next, evaluate your portfolio. This is big. If you've been saving for retirement for several decades, you have various investment accounts and so on. Look at how your funds are allocated. Most retirees are no longer in the wealth accumulation phase of their life and have the, you know, they're in that distribution phase, the wealth preservation phase. Uh, Their portfolio needs to respect that. From to minimize risk because right now you just saw people lose 30%. Think about that. Hey, I have a million dollars. I'm taking out $50,000 a year or 5%. I just lost 30%. My withdrawal went from 5% to almost 9%. So if the market doesn't average 9%, hey, you're never going to break even. In fact, you're going to have to reduce your lifestyle. So it's important to understand you're not contributing to the account anymore and you need ways to you know, distribute that money and preserve your wealth, okay? You can always talk to a financial advisor about ways to get through the upcoming year and what to expect from your investment. Consider work options. Individuals who are healthy enough to continue working, hey, you might be sta- uh, staying employed for another year or two. Every year you can work will help you build up more retirement savings, potentially increase your Social Security. Older employees have extra advantages like adding more to their Social Security. So, for I example, more to their 401Ks. Right now it's 20500 If you're over the age of 50, it's another $6,500. Understand your health expenses. If you're 65 or older and you're eligible for Medicare coverage, great. However, there still will be health related costs for during retirement. Medicare costs are significantly expenses. They're significant expenses for many. they always go up in retirement. You'll want to think through how much you will spend in healthcare before signing up for Medicare. That means get the right plan. There are many options and factors to choose from in considering which path is best for you, both in the type of coverage and expected cost. So understand you're out of pocket. Next, review Social Security. Have, you know what? If you've worked for at least 40 quarters or paid in for 10 years because you're self employed, you're eligible for retirement benefits. If you've worked and you've had a pension where you're only paid in the pension and not social security, you have to work for at least 10 years to be eligible for the windfall provision. If you're married, you're eligible for spousal benefits. If you're divorced, you're uh, you're um, you're eligible for divorce benefits. If you're widowed, you're uh, eligible for widower's benefits. Okay, some as early as the age of sixty. Now you can start taking Social Security at sixty-two on a regular basis. 66 or 67, your your income won't reduce. And for every year past that full retirement age, your income will go up by 8% a year all the way till the age of 70. It's important to understand how your social security fits in, in your retirement income so you can maximize the income, number one. And number two, you can find ways to maximize your assets. So you know what? I want to thank you all for joining us here today on Saving with Steve, where we talked about the ins and outs of money. We had Eric Wasserman, the, 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 the certified financial therapist You can go to your financial therapist. If you'd like to talk to Erica, she can help you, you and your spouse, or your your company. Great way to go. With that, I want to thank you all for joining us. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll see you next time.
0: Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for The Saving With Steve Show, hosted by Steve Sexton. To learn more about the show and how to become a guest or sponsor, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us. Join us again next time as we continue to talk about everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happier relationship with money. This has been The Saving With Steve Show, hosted by Steve Sexton.